This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's Justin Barkley in for Glenback today on the Glenback program. And as we come off a, a year where many of us, Americans all over, weren't free. Literally. We weren't free to worship. We weren't free to go where we please. To do what we wanted to do. Many of us over this last year. We broke free last night and over the weekend celebrating our independence, not just today. And this country's 245-year history. But we made a big impact. And we'll talk about that. Where does our freedom come from? Coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. When it comes to our families, we are more the same than different in so many ways. You, me, all of us. We're the VHS generation. We recorded the love song cassette tapes from the radio. All of those tapes are in storage, and they're irreplaceable heirlooms, and they're degrading and at risk of heat, mold, and fire. But there is a solution. It's called Legacy Box. I'm just starting now to archive all of the tapes of me at 16 years old, all of the family films and everything through Legacy Box. It is really simple. It's a mail-in service. You put all your home movies and pictures, and they're digitally preserved on a thumb drive, a DVD, or the cloud. The process is so easy. You just pack and send. Their team digitizes everything by hand, and you enjoy. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Get an incredible 40% off your first order. But today, take advantage of this exclusive offer. Send it in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck. 40% off while supplies last. And we were told all through all through the, the last 15 months or so what we could and couldn't do. I don't know about you and where you are specifically, but I'm in Michigan. And our governor was one of the furious five that sent, you know, sick patients out of hospitals into nursing homes and ultimately killing thousands then telling us it was our fault for wanting to live a normal, uninhibited life. Closing down different places like, uh, oh, I, I, I don't know, uh, mom and pop shops, but the big box, big corporate stores could be open. Now, if you went to those 
different stores, you know, uh, there were some guidelines. Uh, because if you leave your bubble, if you leave your house for any amount of time, you're a risk. You're a threat not only uh, to yourself, but to others. In fact, if you leave your house for any reason, other to spend money at these big corporate stores, uh, in fact, uh, causing lots of the, the, the folks associated with to become uh, richer by the billions and I've got no problem with money, got no problem with making a living. I just think everyone ought to be able to make a living. See, I, I call me crazy, but I, I think the mom and pops of the world, you know, they ought to be able to make the same type of a living and have the same opportunity to make a living as the, the big box, box stores. But I digress. We were told when we went to those stores, even what we were allowed to buy and what we couldn't buy. Do you know in Michigan, of course you could go to the liquor store and buy booze and lottery tickets and whatnot, but you could go to the pot store where pot is legal. Recreational use of marijuana. Legal here in Michigan. Now that's another conversation for another day, but you could go buy pot at the weed store, but you couldn't buy a weed whacker at the big box store. In fact, you couldn't buy seeds or a potted plant at the big box store. You really got to wonder who comes up with these things and what their true motives might be. Of course, our governor just jumped completely all in head first. In fact, uh, speaking of jumping in, she got busted a few times. I mean, she got busted jumping in to the water when she ran down to Florida. Uh, supposedly, this was supposed to be a trip to see her ailing father, which I don't begrudge her. But then again, she didn't allow other folks in Michigan to visit or spend time with their relatives while they were in nursing homes, hospitals, etc. We couldn't see our relatives. But she could fly down secretly, as she was telling everyone else, you can't leave the state. Don't leave the state. Not for spring break. Do your part. That's, that's what we were told over the last 15 months. In fact, her husband was busy putting a boat in, making phone calls, see if he could get some favors done. He was caught doing this because the guy that owns the place that puts the boat in and the, the dock and all that apparently told that story and then word got out and oh boy she was in it deep in it now we were told at one point this is the craziness of where we were we were told at one point you could you could go out in a boat on the water if it didn't have a motor but if it had a motor, all bets were off. We had some crazy things. Now, she didn't go as far as old crazy commie Gavin Newsom out in California. Kalakami Gavin Newsom was out there telling you, you can't even go to church. Don't go to ch- you can't go to church. Are you crazy? You're going to kill people. Now, of course, we saw some fights and we saw some real victories. 
through that time. Grateful for those. But you, you, you come out of a time period like that and people see? Well, I mean, folks, what we got here, the freedoms we enjoy are dangling by a thread. It's a very precarious balance. So that's why I believe we celebrated this year like never before. As a lot of folks realize, you know, how delicate that balance is. Yeah. I think the reason for this and the insanity that we witnessed over the last 15 months, and I say this, especially here in Michigan. But I've seen it all over the country. I think we're partly to blame. I think we gave that freedom away. Now, uh, don't get too upset with me. Don't get too angry. I still believe these so-called folks in uh, leadership positions, you know, that that really took advantage of these issues. I I think they get the most responsibility, but I do believe that we're partially to blame here. Why? Because we gave our freedom away. It's very easy to understand this. I'll make it as simple as I can. If we want to understand freedom, it's true nation, nature rather of liberty and where our independence comes from. then we can really understand maybe the, the path that it's taken over the last 15 months and, well, over the last 245 years. We gave it away because it was ours to do so with. It's time for us to reclaim it and take it back. But to understand the full path, you have to know that freedom, back in 1776, by the way, when the founders of this country signed the Declaration of Independence, they did so not necessarily giving us freedom, but recognizing it that that the fact that we had it that it was ours. It didn't come from a government they created. It didn't even come from the document, the Declaration of Independence. It didn't come from the Constitution. It was no man who gave it to us. Our freedom came from God just like it does today. See, the truth is, and this is why kids aren't taught this anymore in schools, but I've read a couple of really great books on this recently. Um, And and I'll recommend some of them here in a little bit, but freedom comes from God. Our true independence can only come from dependence on God. Freedom just isn't possible without him. In fact, we see today a system in a lot of ways that is 
at risk a possible collapse it's no mistake in fact there are a lot of people that want to see that our rights our freedom they come from God we can only give them away and we did so last year I never thought I'd see, and I had conversations with people in our state, high-ranking government officials in positions where they said to me, I never thought I'd see this day where people were begging for the government to take their freedom away in exchange for some sort of facade and illusion of security. Keep me safe. Whatever you do at all costs. That was the cry at the beginning of the last 15 months. So recognizing freedom doesn't come from government. But it comes from God. And of course, our government is set up in a very limited way. And so the Constitution does is it limits the government's powers. It doesn't limit our freedoms but we understand these things we can understand why we see a a situation today where a system just doesn't seem to work at some points capitalism in its purest form certainly does we've proven that capitalism's under attack these days because what we've got now isn't pure capitalism in fact Without that moral fabric of our Judeo-Christian values, without the foundation, we drift further and further away from God, and the more broken the system uh, gets, the worse it becomes. What's left in its wake is what we see right now. This current mode of crony capitalism, where... It's really oligarchy. The few rich, the powerful, they join the government. They, they decide what goes for the masses. Matter of fact, I'm done with my free 15-month trial. You can take it back. I'm canceling. Because that's what we had all of last year. The rich, the wealthy, the powerful, the elected officials in making decisions about where you could go and what you could do operating as one. And that, that is what we're fighting, folks. It's dangerous. That's the system they truly want. One based on a current system of operation in a country not too far away where viruses are coming out of labs, apparently. I don't know. Are we allowed to talk about that story anymore? The latest from Dr. Fauci. We have uh, some some updates on that, too. Plus, uh, some of the, the craziness that we're seeing online and social media as government works together with private big corporation to do some of the scariest things. 
Coming up, um, one man who's fighting back. He's been on the front lines of this with his company. You'll hear that story in a bit as well. Uh, 888-727-BECK is the number. That's 888-727-BECK. You can join us. Be right back after this. Justin Barkley in for Glenn today on the Glenn Beck Program. Anytime the check engine light popped up in my car, the first thought I always had was, oh, how much is this going to cost? The answer is always a lot more than you even think. The towing, the parts, everything in between adds up, and the grand total is steep. With coverage from CarShield, don't worry about the check engine light anymore because when something breaks, CarShield will help protect you from paying thousands of dollars. They get expensive repairs paid so you don't have to. You get to pick your favorite mechanic to do the work and CarShield administrators take care of all the rest. And you'll get roadside assistance, rental coverage, and trip reimbursement at no additional charge. Whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles, CarShield has the monthly coverage options you need that will fit your budget. Unexpected repairs. Repairs always cost more than you think, but with CarShield, you're not on the hook to pay the thousands of dollars. Get coverage today and see why CarShield cars go further. Visit CarShield.com slash Beck. Save 10% now. CarShield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply. Justin Barkley for Glenn Beck today on the Glenn Beck program. And, uh, yeah, coming up, we're going to talk with, as I said, a man who is uh, very close to this, this fight, social media censorship. Um, and he's seeing it up close and personal, even with his company, which you, you wouldn't, you, I guess nowadays, nothing's off limits. But, He's fighting the fight in a very specific way. Coming up up to the bottom of the hour, we'll talk with him. You know, um, I continue to see these stories. I, and it, and it is, it's, it's concerning because <sighs> what we're seeing right now isn't how this whole thing is supposed to work. The representative republic People like me and you, everyday folks, involved in self-governance. I I talked about this earlier, but you can't have freedom if you don't have God. And in some ways, you might even say you can't have freedom if, if you don't have religion. When we hear about freedom of religion, then that's really turned into freedom from religion. And if you go back and study this stuff, you start to realize that the the things you're told in school and what people are being indoctrinated with, your kids right now are being taught these things, are completely false. They're just not true. In fact, I I probably don't know this, but our founders, oh man, I've got to read this to you. Our founders were so profoundly religious, spiritual, Christian. 
you just wouldn't believe it if I if I read some of you the interesting things. This comes from America's Godly Heritage. It's a book by David Barton. I think I got it on the Wall Builder website, wallbuilders.com. So here's just a, a story about the Liberty Bell in the front of this. He, he talks about how in the picture of Independence Hall, how the founders gathered together to ap- approve and complete the separation from Great Britain on July 4th. They approved it. And on the 8th, they carried the declaration outside of Independence Hall. They read it to an assembled crowd and then rang the Liberty Bell. And most folks think that it's called the Liberty Bell because it first announced liberty. But that's not the truth. It's actually called the Liberty Bell because of the biblical inscription emblazoned around it. The passage from the Bible, Scripture, Leviticus 25.10. Proclaim liberty throughout the land to all the inhabitants thereof. If we were supposed to be so separated from religion, why would that be inscribed on the bell? You know, I I was very interested to read the lives of the founders and how many of them went to church together. In fact, they would have Bible studies and prayer gatherings before they would get down to business in Congress. But those are stories that you just wouldn't hear anywhere else. And as history is being erased and rewritten today, so is our current events. We'll tell you how when we talk to one social media founder or who's being censored. We'll explain that and how he's fighting back coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally has changed my sleep and my energy all day. I met Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, and he fit me for my own pillow. I didn't know that you had to do that, but you do. And when you get the right pillow, it's unbelievable. All right, the pillows don't go flat. You can wash them, dry them. They stay fluffed up all night. They're made in the USA. If you don't have a MyPillow, or you know somebody who doesn't? Listen, get one. They are really, really great. And now is the time to buy for a very limited time. Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows at his lowest price ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for twenty nine ninety eight. Originally sixty nine ninety eight. It's a forty dollars savings. King size are five dollars more. This is a limited time. These are the lowest prices ever. You get a sixty day money back guarantee. You don't like it? Ship it back. Just go to mypillow.com, Click on the new radio listener specials. And you'll find not only this amazing offer, but deep discounts on all MyPillow products. Use the promo code BECK, B-E-C-K, or call 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com. Your daily antidote to the socialism virus. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. You know, every, every day, there is something insane happening in the news literally every day and as those true events take place i often find the need to check in 
with a very specific source. It's not uh, the usual go-to that you might think of, you know, oh, not the New York Times, the paper, a record, people like that. No, I actually like to check in when I hear some of the craziest things happening with the Babylon Bee. Now, don't laugh, or actually, they may be okay with you doing that, because that's their whole intention. They write satire, and they are deadly serious. And and boy, does it sting sometimes. Isn't that what satire is supposed to do? And so, I thought to myself, you know, when I heard the story that they were being targeted by big tech... Social media censorship, it's just a matter of time. Why are they coming after the Babylon Bee? Because they're effective. And their chief, Seth Dillon, joins us now on the Glenn Beck program. Seth, thanks for being here with us today. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Glad to be here. So, so as I mentioned, I don't think I'm alone on this, but every time I hear something crazy happening in the news, which is every day, there's a headline, there's something that, that's a real story. I then got to go find out, okay, how did you guys cover it? Because that, in a lot of ways, it really does. It sort of shows me like, uh, okay, and, and this is how I, this is how I feel. I think a lot of, uh, most of us, and I think that's why the popularity of the bee has risen so, uh, so sharply is because people feel this way and they relate to that humor. There's stinging truth in, in all of it. Yeah, well, it's a it's a rich environment right now for satire. That's that's for sure. In some ways, it does make the job harder, though, because satire's project is to exaggerate the truth to make its points. Um, and like you said, when we yeah. wake up and we read the news every day, the news is so insane, so absurd. You know, it's hard to make it's hard to exaggerate things like reporters standing in front of burning buildings describing the situation as mostly peaceful. You know, like that kind uh. of stuff is. It's it's difficult to satirize, oh. so um, it, it makes the job challenging. But yeah, it's also it's also good to bring some levity and get people laughing and and um, and, and you know, but also thinking about these things. How often though does it happen? Because I've seen this; it's almost like prophecy, the Babylon Bee prophecy now, where you know I say like you can't make this stuff up, but apparently you guys did, and you did it, it maybe a little bit in advance, and now here's <laughs> you know life imitating art right in front of our eyes. Well, yeah, that's the challenge. So, okay, the challenge is to stay a step ahead of reality, right? Um, because reality is, is moving at breakneck pace uh, towards insanity. Uh, we exaggerate it and, uh, to make our points and to make our jokes go through. And sometimes, literally within like minutes or hours, um, something that we've written that was satirical at the time we wrote it comes out in a real headline. So um, that's happening pretty frequently. It doesn't happen every day. But um, but usually every couple of weeks, there's something that we published uh, either very recently or even sometimes like one or two years ago that ends up coming true uh, and mark it down as a fulfilled prophecy, which is, you know, it's comical on the one hand, but it's also kind of depressing on the other. What is like if you think back to this, Seth Dillon is on with us now from uh, Babylon B. Uh, if you have to think back to maybe the first one that you remember, or maybe the one that makes the biggest impact on you, it was a story that you guys wrote or something that you put together, and then it, it, it just, you thought this was wild, maybe it'll never happen, but then there, there it was, real life. 
Well, I mean, there's a there's a million examples. I mean, some recent ones, like even some lighthearted ones, like we made a joke uh, uh, back in the middle of the pandemic when things were bad last year uh, about how, um, you know, uh, there were increased sales of, of of shirts, but not pants because everyone was working from home. And we showed a picture of a guy sitting there in his boxers. And then uh, the very next day, Yahoo Finance published a story about how Walmart was seeing increased sales of tops, but not bottoms, like almost oh, to, to a word, like exactly the headline that we had <laughs> joked about uh, was actually true. Um, but there's other ones, too, where, you know, it just shows that we're right on we're right on with our with our criticism of, you know, the, the mainstream or legacy media and how and how they, you know, they just try to distort things and cover things from their own narrative. We did a, we did a story on how <clears throat> um, President Trump during the Abra- uh, Abraham Accords was ignoring COVID protocols. And that's what, well, that was how CNN was going to cover it, right? Trump ignores right. Uh, COVID protocols and, and shakes right. hands with, with foreign leaders. Um, and then <laughs> three hours later, CNN publishes a headline where that was uh, what they covered. It wasn't the, yeah. the monumental occasion that was happening on your screen. It was Trump disregards COVID protocols and, and, uh, and disregards distancing at the Abraham Accords. It's like, that's not the story here. That's not the story. Um, but that kind of stuff happens all the time. I think maybe one of the most egregious was when we, we made a joke about how Black Lives Matter had been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, and then it actually happened. Oh, incredible uh, moments in the history of the Babylon Bee. And uh, Seth, I just realized you guys had uh, just reached a, a big milestone on Twitter, too. You now have a, a million followers, followers there. Um, so you, the popularity growing by leaps and bounds, and I think it's because you're effective. Matter of fact, that's probably why you guys are under attack. What's the latest and what have you found with big tech and censorship right now? Yeah, so that is a big milestone. A million followers on Twitter. We just recently had a million on Instagram, too. Um, and a lot of people will point to that and say, what's censorship? What are you talking about? Look, at you got a huge following. You know, you, people, are, people are following you in droves. But, but our success on those platforms is despite the fact that we're facing huge setbacks from, mm. you know, attacks from the media and suspensions. Like our Twitter page has been suspended. Our Facebook page has been, our posts have been pulled down, and we've been demonetized several times. We've been threatened with being deplatformed there. Um, MailChimp suspended us recently and then apologized and turned us back on. Um, but there's, this, there's been this like coordinated effort between big tech and the media in the last couple of years. Um, as, as the crackdown on fake news was really happening and they were trying to stop the spread of misinformation, you started seeing our posts getting fact-checked all the time uh, and, and rated false. Um, and, then, and then we were getting threatened with being deplatformed if we continued sharing false information. And we had to you know, defend ourselves and say, this is not fake news. This is, well, it is fake news, but it's not fake news intended to mislead. It's fake news intended to entertain. This is satire. Um, so we've been constantly in this battle to assert our right to be on these platforms. And the, the media, what's really interesting with the media is that they've been trying to generate this narrative where we're not really satire. We're pretending to be satire to just get around Facebook's rules against the spread of misinformation. So that's what that's what happened with The New York Times recently, where they called us a far right misinformation site that traffics in misinformation. Um, and that kind of stuff, you know, like uh, on the one hand, you know, we want to we want to joke about that and like and make fun of them for being, um, uh, you know, for for for, you know, misrepresenting us that way and, and, and trying to make people think that there's something malicious about our, our satire. But on the other hand, we got to take it really seriously, because next thing you know, we are going to get the boot from these social media platforms on the basis of lies like that. It's in fact, New York Times that's, that's spreading misinformation about us, not the other way around. So. 
Um, it's been an ongoing battle, but we've had some successes and we continue to fight back, not taking any of it lying down. What do you make about this latest craziness about, uh, and I've been watching this over the last couple of days with Facebook and these warnings about you may have come in contact with extremist content and, or you in fact may be an extremist. It's almost like, uh, you know, do do you have an American flag flying outside of your house? Do you, do you you have a Bible? (laughs) Did you attend church yesterday? You may be an extremist. What, what, what do you make about, I mean, it's so crazy that this is the world we live in. We're starting to see Facebook. Book doing something like this is nuts. Yeah, it feels very Orwellian, doesn't it? Um, uh, and again, that's a rich, rich atmosphere for satire. We're, we're making plenty of jokes about this. I'm personally concerned because I have not been yet warned that I might be an extremist or have affiliation with extremists. <laughs> um, you know, I think I think I should have that warning on, on me, uh, for, and, and I'm, I'm a little concerned that Facebook doesn't think of me that way. Um, I, I think, look, honestly, it's a badge of honor when, 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 these, uh, when, when people like the New York Times are coming after us and trying to smear us. I would much rather have them doing that than praising us and saying that we're great. So um, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I think it means that we're on the right track, honestly. Um, but the stuff with big tech and putting out those warnings, I mean, it's very ominous, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, not, it's no laughing matter on, on one hand because they're, they're basically looking for you to rat on your friends and your neighbors and, and expose them for being extremists. I made a joke about this. I said, you know, I'm concerned that some of my, uh, some of my, uh, some of my friends are, are pro-abortion, that they're okay with abortion. Does that count? Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's amazing how views on one side of the political spectrum are considered extremism, but not on the other. Yeah, it's, it, it really is something. I, I mean, when you guys started this, was this all your, always the plan or was there, I mean, what, what was like, what was the kind of the spark with the Babylon Bee? I mean, you probably had no idea you would be where you are today and could see this coming. No, but the guy, uh, Adam Ford is the founder of the Babylon Bee. He started it in 2016 and he did see that there was a absolutely huge opportunity to go into, um, to tap into this untapped market where people on the right were not, you know, the left has always been very good at satire, at mockery, at ridicule. Um, mm. You know, they've, they've always been great at, and I think a lot of the reason is because they don't have great arguments for their position. They, they, they resort to ridicule because, um, you know, that's how they think they're refuting you. Um, but, but the right has historically been much worse at that. And, and so there was a huge void there that, that the Babylon Bee filled. Um, so the site took off like crazy when it was first launched. I think that was, you know, credit to Adam for seeing that opportunity there and executing on it real well. I think the Babylon Bee was able to do um, conservative Christian humor that wasn't cheesy and that really connected with people. It was, you know, it was snarky and it was fun and it was biting and it, and it stung on both sides uh, and, and didn't really pull back, pull any punches on anybody. You know, um, Trump was one of our biggest targets during his presidency. So um, mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason why the bee has been so successful. So uh, Seth Dillon with the uh, Babylon Bee right now, um, uh, just last kind of thing and before I let you go is you guys it must be a fun work environment, but you're finding yourself in some serious places too. Um, you know, where do you see all of this going? You're so much, I don't know if it's if it's a prophetic thing or if it's, you know, I'm not asking you to get the crystal ball out or anything, but just, just because you're so close to it, maybe, where do you see us headed in, uh, in, in what's resonating with people on your website and the things, the content you guys produce, and where we're headed as a country? Well, I mean, just for where we're headed, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to continue to see a lot of these attacks. You know, we're seeing the, the landscape evolve a little bit. 
I think these attempts to label us as misinformation and shut us down and suppress our speech have failed. Um, you know, our victory against the New York Times and getting them to retract those statements is, is, is evidence of that. But now they're switching course and now they're, they're attacking from a different um, angle. And, and we have Facebook now saying that satire that is down is not allowed. That doesn't count as satire because it's hate speech disguised as satire. Um, mm. And now you've got, uh, you know, you've got media outlets like Slate writing articles days later after that policy is announced that, that the Babylon Bee has a nasty tendency to punch down. So I think that's the new line of attack. They're going to say that we're spreading hatred under the guise of satire instead of misinformation under the guise of satire. So there's going to be this ongoing battle where we're defending ourselves and our right to speak freely, our right to make these jokes that me on the left wants us to make because these are protected targets. I mean, this whole idea that we're punching down is just so insane. We are punching back and we're punching up at all these, uh, this top-down tyranny from, from the progressive left. You know, their ideas uh, that are being imposed on everyone from the biggest corporations, celebrities, politicians, it's all coming from high up. Um, and so when we push back on that and we fight back, they try to say that we're punching down. That's just absurd. And the idea that you can punch down anyway, that, you know, oh, don't make jokes about women. That's punching down. Why do you say that? Are women beneath me? Um, I don't think that. Hmm. So, you know, it's just uh, we're in a we're in a crazy environment right now where we're still defending ourselves against a lot of that nonsense. But as far as where this is all going, I try to stay optimistic and I hope the pendulum swings back the other way. Uh, Seth Dillon, thank you so much for being here with us. Good luck to you, man. And we appreciate it. Keep up. The great work at the Babylon Bee. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. Uh, coming up, another uh, another quick break. We'll be back with you. you want to grab the phone calls to triple eight seven two seven Beck. That's eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Back after this. This is the Glenn Beck program. You remember the saying, if you love something, set it free. If it doesn't come back, it was never yours to begin with. That's a beautiful sentiment, and I feel so warm and fuzzy inside. But when it comes to your identity or your money, the folks at LifeLock, and I strongly disagree with that sentiment, don't set it free. All those nights working overtime, saving up your money, paying off the debt, now some identity thief wants to set it free? I say block the crap out of them. That's why LifeLock by Norton helps monitor your information and alerts you to potential identity threats. And if you do become a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based specialist will be there to help fix it. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But when identity thieves try to take what's yours, don't take it lying down. Get LifeLock now. Save up to 25% off your first year by calling 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK. Save 25%. Thanks to Seth, of course, from the Babylon Bee for uh, joining us. If you want to check that interview out, if you missed it, go to glenbeck.com. Uh, their, their story, their headline from yesterday, Facebook warns anyone attending Fourth of July fireworks that they may have been exposed to extremist activity. Jumping on the phone line real quickly at uh, 888-727-BECK. Libby in Virginia wanted to grab a quick phone call. How are you? Welcome in. Hi, thank you so much. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm calling from a, a third world county in Virginia. 
I guess it won't be mentioned right now. I'll mention it later. I, I did want to just let the, the moms know they really got to pay attention to what's going on at their schools. I, did, I, did, I was busy working. My husband was in the military. We tried to get our kids and, and Christian raise them right and everything, send my daughter, daughter to college and think she's nestled all into Virginia Tech in a safe environment, and she comes back and tells me that the gay and lesbian uh, organization is the biggest one in the in in that the school and I'm shocked but I, I'm going on working and going on with my life my boy oh my goodness those toe-headed toe boys the toe-headed boys are getting treated like dirt now they're going to live off their girlfriends and their mothers because they were not given an education I'm sorry if I'm quivering but I'm so upset Libby, hang, hang, hang on the phone it, hang on so the much. phone with us for a second we unfortunately we're up against the we're up against the clock here you're not alone Stand up. The fight isn't over. Hang in there.